This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 12th, episode 2722, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Yep, it's Monday. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. I am back for my weekend adventures, and something happened, Jamie, yesterday morning. I, for some reason, just looked at the calendar and went, holy crap, we have a trip to go on in a couple of weeks. It didn't dawn on me how close, we're 18 days away from the start of the 2020 oh approach. 18 days. So it's like we're scrambling now, the truck needs oil because, you know, it's a 3,500 mile trip. We need to change the oil on the truck, get it aligned because it's pulling to the right a little bit. It's all the little things when you're planning to be away for five weeks. And then the other thing I discovered is I thought, well, I'll just have my mail held. Did you know you can only hold your mail for 30 days? I guess I've never thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) We're gone for five weeks, so we're gone for more than 30 days. It's like, okay, well, do about that. So, yeah, I didn't know that either. There's little things you learn when you go away for a long time uh, that I never knew before, that people that travel, you know, all the time and do long trips know, but if you've never done it before, you don't know. So I did want to say that we are only two weeks away from the first meetup, which is going to be here in Ocala. So if you're in the Ocala area, it's going to be our kind of going away party on July the 24th. It's the week before we leave. It's going to be here at the farm. So you can find all the details. Go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner at the top of the page. It has all the meetups listed there. We added a couple. There's an Alabama trail ride we added in there and a couple of others. So we only have one or two to nail down yet. And then we have the complete list of meetups. Uh, We were planning the concert over the weekend, getting all the details done for that with Templeton Thompson. So uh, we would would love to see if you're in this area. I know Charlotte's coming and Kayla's coming, and there's several coming up from Orlando listeners. So we would like to see you on the 24th. We're just going to have a little barbecue here and hang out at the house. Uh, You'll get to see the uh, RV. We'll be ready to go by then, hopefully, if all goes well. And uh, we'd like to see you before we head out. It's the first official meetup right here in Ocala. So that's, I just wanted to mention that. So go to well, the website funny. to find what, the details. You're dealing, what you're dealing with to frantically get yourself on the road is going to directly tie into my Daily Winnie. So moving oh, on. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, my Daily Winnie, of course, is some birthdays. Erin Helene and Danielle Bacher. Danielle Bacher, rather. She is having a birthday, and so is Erin. So happy birthday to both of you. Danielle is actually on the road trip. Everything's tying together today. She'll be camping with us a couple nights in Pennsylvania. So we're looking forward to seeing you, Danielle, there. And we also have some new auditors, Brenda, Debbie, and Taylor. Welcome to all of you, and thank you for joining the club. Look for HRN Auditors on Facebook and ask to join. And raising their pledges, we have Camilla and Tessa. So this is like, what, maybe close to two months that we've had uh, new auditors every week and raise pledges every week. So we appreciate all your support and thank you for everything that you're helping to do for us. Well, 
Well, uh, my daily when he goes out to, oh my gosh, I, it's so similar to yours because it, we had, we have vacation next week. Glenn's taking a vacation to prep for his long road trip and, and I have a week off. So we decided to do one of those like airline pilot family things where we're going to look at the, the, um, app and see where we can go, where are their open flights. And you see did where this. We can you go. tried to do this during the pandemic. Didn't work too good. <laughs> we, yeah, we we ended up in a completely different place than where we started. I, we, I that's when we got to the airport. You know, we're going. We're like planning on going to St. Kitts, this tiny island in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, we're not having you right now." Miami. <laughs> no, the, this was at the beginning of it, and so we ended up in you know a, not a big problem. But Chad was like, "There's a flight open in Germany," and I was like, "Babe." I literally have bikinis packed in my bathing suit, <laughs> like my bathing suits and towels, like it's all in sunscreen. So we ended up going to some, some other island and I uh, went to Aruba. But anyway, this was the plan. We're going to do it again and we're going to move there until we realized flights everywhere are completely full. Number one. Number two, going anywhere outside of our country requires a massive amount of paperwork, COVID testing, testing. <laughs> vaccinations, all the things. And we have a, an eight-year-old who can't get vaccinated. He has to, like, there's all sorts of stuff with him. And so it, it became a bit of a nightmare. And then go trying to rent a car. You can't. It's like a million dollars a day. So we're like, fine. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pack up the truck, Glenn get in the truck and drive to Colorado and we're going to camp along the way. You know how I love camping. <laughs> so I'm super excited. This is the first time I'm hearing about this nightmare. And instead of getting in the car and going to Roatan, I'm now going to Colorado to camp. So that's Well, exciting. if you're planning on camping in a campground, forget it because they're all booked up. Well, so. that's the thing. So we, <laughs> we, we bought all this equipment, you know, probably overpaid on Amazon for all of our equipment. Oh, and wait a minute. You really are camping? Not every day because I am going to Betty Faye's house and I'm going to shower there. Well, like, uh, because I'm I thought you there. were joking. No, I'm not joking. Because nobody hates, hates camping more than me than you. You hate but camping more than me. son has never camped and he's excited about it. And maybe <laughs> we'll find somewhere really pretty to pop the tent out. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, Betty Faye might have me for five days at her house. I don't know. We'll see. So we're going to go all the way to Pueblo and all around and all these different places. Betty Faye is a listener of ours who lives in Colorado. And I bought a horse from her. She's bought a horse from me. We're good friends now. Uh, anyway, so we uh, are getting all the stuff done and trying to get all prepped. And I've done all the shopping. And I've got ideas of what we're going to do. And Chad's like, uh, I don't think we can take the truck. And I was like, excuse me? Like, I'm not taking my little beetle camping. <laughs> Where you you wouldn't have room to put everything in there. He's like, we can take the the other, and you know, he's got like a just a sensible little family car. You know, I'm like, we're not taking that. I want tables and chairs, and we're gonna like <laughs> we're gonna camp. We're gonna live well. Like I, I'm not sleeping in a sleeping bag. I bought an egg crate, three inch egg crate to roll out and blanket. Like we're <laughs> making a giant bed in this tent that I got. It's a ginormous tent, and we're living. Well, I'm gonna roll it up, put it in the truck, and we're gonna go to the next spot. Like I'm not doing all the packing and all that crap. <laughs> Um, we're going to make this as easy as possible for me. And he's like, well, I really needed to get the truck service and have to get this thing done. And he's like, and so basically we have to get this piece put in the truck, but I don't get it till the 15th and the guy can't put it in till the 20th. And we're supposed to leave on the 19th. And I was like, excuse me, what piece do you need to put in the truck? He's like, well, it's this piece that keeps the gas from like, it cleans it out. And I guess like our fuel thing is like clogged and then it could just back up and like catch on fire. And I was like, let me stop you. Because twice a week, I drive an hour and a half back and forth to Guthrie one way. And this is the first time you're telling me that our truck could catch on fire. And I literally am in this truck on the freeway with horses twice a week. And he's like, it just could catch. And I was like, why would you not tell me that and sort this out a while ago? Like, why are you waiting? I, I'm like, you can't do this to me. I am not camping in a Passat. Get the air. We're buying plane tickets somewhere. Forget this camping nonsense. I, you, you can camp in the backyard while I head over to somewhere in South Florida. Okay? Like, You're welcome so. here. We're here that week. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it might be better. We have a camper with a nice, comfortable bed, air conditioning. <laughs> you know, we're, we're. So this is 
My husband, I don't know what's going to happen. It's all up in the air. I would air send right them now. off some quality time together, those two. That's what oh I'm doing. Oh my gosh, they can bond. It'll be beautiful, <laughs> and I'll stay here. So we have a model for our trip. I'm going to add one for yours because yours sounds like it's going to be more adventurous than ours, actually. So we have a motto. It's either going to be fun, it's going to be a disaster, or it's going to be disastrously fun. With yours, we would have to add, or it's just going to be a disaster. I think. Or we're that- gonna, our truck's going to catch on fire, <laughs> which, by the way, I feel like you should probably have told me that before I've been driving like nine million hours with horses in the trailer. What is wrong with men? He's like, I should have, it's my fault. I should have done it a while ago. I'm like, I don't care whose fault it is. Why is this a thing? All of a sudden, he was going to drive in the truck and he was concerned. Right? I said, oh, well, now I'm in the truck. So, you know, because Lucas goes with me to Guthrie all the time to pick up and drop off horses. Like, it wasn't Lucas. It wasn't me. It wasn't the horses. Has he been sleeping in the spare room uh, lately? He currently is in Washington, (laughs) Seattle. So that's fine. (sighs) On that note, we do have a fun show for you coming up today. I can't wait to hear about your trip. That's going to be more exciting than ours. Uh, We have the Equiderma guest of the week is the cardboard cowgirl. Hard to say. Rachel Briggs is going to join us. Plus, we get caught up on some equestrian Olympic news next. Uh, We have a lot of that. Deanne from Horse Nation is back. She's joining us. She's moved back into her firehouse. We'll discuss that. And we have some equestrian first world problems. Uh, And we have a twist with the Equiderma guest today that's kind of exciting for us. But uh, first, let's do some Olympic updates. The Olympics are starting in a couple of weeks, and they just announced that Tokyo basically is back into restrictions again. And as of this moment, could change tomorrow, there'll be no fans at the Olympics in Tokyo. Now, there's a, they said there's a chance that fans could be allowed at events held outside of Tokyo in areas that are not under a state of emergency, which could mean the horse events. Uh, But if not, that means cross-country will go with nobody there, stadiums will be empty, and it's going to be interesting to watch and a bit weird. Do you think it's going to be like the baseball games where they had cardboard cutouts and fake cheering? You think, Jamie? Fake cheering, cardboard cutouts? I think you're on mute. (laughs) I was on mute, sorry. (laughs) You think that's what they're going to do at show jumping? I don't know. You know, it's funny because you go to like Land Rover Rolex horse trials and the show jumping starts and you could hear a pin drop as people are riding around. And then as soon as they leave, the crowd goes crazy when they cross the, the, you know, hit the, hit the, the wire to stop the clocks and everybody goes, yeah, but it's going to be completely silent. The whole time, it's so weird. It's so weird. And not Why seeing anybody on the cross-country course. Not seeing anybody on the cross-country course would be strange, too. Why is this happening? Well, it's we so we have announced the, uh, finally have announced the U.S. show jumping team. Two-time gold medalist McLean Ward is returning to the Olympics for his fifth time. And That's insane. I know. Just go ahead. <laughs> I know. He's joined by Kent Farrington, Laura Kraut, and Jessica Springsteen actually made the team. Now, Laura Kraut's 55 years old, and she is ranked 28th in the world and is making her third trip to the Olympics, having gone in 2000 and 2008. She won a team gold in Beijing and has an 11-year-old Hanoverian that is going on this trip with her. And making her debut first time at the Olympics, of course, is Jessica Springsteen. Yes, that's Springsteen. She's ranked 27th in the world. I didn't know she was ranked that high right now. And uh, she is going to be riding Don Juan, one of her 12-year-old Belgian warm bloods as well. Kent Farrington uh, is riding Gazelle, a 15-year-old Belgian warm blood theme here today. (laughs) Uh, And this will be his second consecutive uh, appearance at the Olympics after earning a silver medal medal in Rio. By the way, can I make a public apology? Yes. Remember when we were asking what Belgians are called? My my husband was like, they're Belgiques. Yeah, that was wrong. They called each other in the fighter pilot They're just called Belgians. (laughs) But I would think that'd be offensive because you're the big draft horse. Like you're a big draft horse. I think one of our auditors, Scary, was pretty pissed about that. I, yeah, I, I have read his messages to Chad, and he was seriously disappointed yes. at my husband calling him Paul Jeeks, but that's what the fighter pilot, all the Bel- the, the Belgians, fighter pilots, <laughs> called each other when they were training together. It must have been Belgiques. a nickname that uh, is not real popular. A bunch of drunk fighter pilots <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably gave them. Exactly. Well, there's 50 nations. You know, one of the reasons they 
made the team smaller. So they what they did is they went, if you had a team, they went from four horses to three horses without the drop score like they used to have. And one of the reasons they did that was that so, so more nations could actually bring horses. And that's happened this year. There's 50 nations that are going to be there, a total of 200 athlete and horse combinations, as well as 48 alternates and reserves. The So it really did work. And to give you an example, there's 27 nations in that were in show jumping in Rio in 2016. This year, there's 35. In eventing, the number of nations increased from 24 to 29, and in dressage, the numbers jumped from 25 to 30. So they did so accomplish the goal. There's 50 nations and 48 alternate and reserved people. people. Uh, right, so right. there's two countries that couldn't even come up with an alternate or a reserve. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know how that works. I don't know what that yeah, maybe that could be because there's some you know, nations I'll that are pretty small. Puerto Rico and the US. <laughs> That's right. So there's my Olympic news for the day. And uh, we're going to be getting a lot more of that as the next couple of weeks go on. Of course, you can watch everything on NBC, especially on the internet, on their stations there. They'll be covering all of the horse. Now, they had an app the last time, but if I remember right, the app was kind of glitchy last time. Hopefully they fixed that and it works better this time. Have you been watching the commercials for the Olympics with like all these children watching it and people watching the Olympics outside and these big blow up um, screens out in their backyard and it's like the Olympic music and like children cheering on their heroes and it I cry every time. Okay, but every now let time. me ask you a question. So I was down, I spent a weekend with Jemmy and her son, who's the same age as yours, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, his comment was, I don't, I don't care about the Olympics. So how does your son feel about the Olympics? Is he going to be out watching a big blow-up screen in the backyard? No, I don't think he knows what it is. <laughs> but he will, because we were going to watch it nonstop in my house. <laughs> That's when you like you're like wow water polo is fascinating. You yeah, know, exactly. That's the, we'll be, whatever's on, we'll watch. Exactly. The only thing about this is the Summer Olympics, and we can't watch curling. There's no curling. In the that's Olympics. true. Curling yeah. is. But they do missed. have that uh, swimming that what synchronized swimming. That's kind of curling like almost. And what is super irritating is synchronized swimming is going to get so much more airplay oh, than will. any equestrian. Oh, sport. it will. Guaranteed. They love to show that for some reason. They do love to show it. Well, let's talk a little bit about something you're doing. I saw a bunch of videos over the weekend. For those new listeners that are just joining us, Jamie trains horses for a rescue in Oklahoma. She is a certified Monty Roberts instructor. And we have had a darn good track record of you adopting those horses out to listeners. And I know a couple of them in the last couple of weeks went out to listeners. Yes, Jessica Troop just adopted a sweet, sweet boy named Secret Deployment, which she then named I. She said it sounded like some sort of secret deployment Russian spy kind of name. I'm like it. So Ivan is here. And you know what's amazing is I said, okay, I am not going to have any horses to train in July and August. Like I'm just, that's just too hot. If I'm going to get up early, I'm going to ride my own horse. And currently I have four horses in training. <laughs> you did tell me that. You said, I'm not, not doing own. any. I'm not doing any. It's too hot. I'm not doing it. It's too hot. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so basically, um, so she adopted him and I was like, cool. And she's like, can I leave it with you? And I'm like, ah, fine. So he's here. And then I have a little yearling filly, which I've had a lot of fun with. Um, she, she came, her name is North. Uh, that's her barn name. And she is a off, a, a thoroughbred filly may go to the races, may not. They don't really, they haven't really decided, but she was, remember when I came up here and I told you that this filly was throwing herself on the wall and throwing herself on the ground. And I was like, and you were like, you're going to die. Yes. She's freaking perfect now. Oh, really? She is so wow. perfect. Yeah. She's been ridden by Buck the Bear. You know, I'm not going to get on her. She's a yearling, but she does all the things. She loads, she leads, she ties, she clips. Well, we started the clipping process yesterday and, that's what I wanted to explain a little bit because I posted a video and people were like, my God, that's such a great idea. Remember, if you're stealing from me, you're stealing twice because I already stole it from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do to teach clipping is I have a big, long, it's almost like a broom handle that I tape, I duct tape an electric toothbrush to. And then you get them used to just touching them with the stick and then touching them with a the toothbrush all over and they're using a protein retreat. And then you turn the toothbrush on, it's like, so you touch them on the withers and of course they're like, oh my God. And then they realize once you approach and retreat a few times, it's not going to hurt. I touched her all over with that. So today she will get introduced to the clippers. Now, keep in mind, this is not my idea. Everybody keeps saying, Jamie, you should write a book. And I say, yes, 
I don't need to write a book because I read that book. So you can just get that book. It's already written. Yeah. yeah, there's pretty much nothing we can write about that hasn't been done already. Well, everything is Monty Robbins. If I'm doing it, Monty has already done it. He, he came up with the yeah, idea. Yeah, and he wrote a so, few books. So. And he's written a few books. So y'all stop telling me I need to write a book because I already wrote a book because I read. it's already written because I read it. Um, and and so, Monty Roberts University has the videos that support all of this. So Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And stop telling me to get a dang YouTube channel. I don't get time for that. I, I, I'm lucky. I basically... Basically, I try to post a training video of each horse every day. I can't do it every day because I'm by myself a, a lot more than is probably safe. But Abby's not here. Abby, ha I don't know when she's coming back. Um, so I've been kind of doing all of this on my own. So the kind of sad videos, but <laughs> but they're videos nonetheless. So anyway, so I've got two racehorses in training, and then I've got this yearling filly, and then I've got P-Tad, my little chest, big chestnut horse, and then I've got my two two-year-olds that are starting to learn all the things. So uh, yeah, so what much for the, having an easy July. So for the horse that was trying to kill you there, um, what was the what was the light bulb moment for that horse? Um. Real quick, for those who don't know, I, I have had this filly come in training and I couldn't get her out of the stall. I put the halter on her, taught her to lead in the stall a little bit, and then went to pull her out of the stall and she wouldn't go. So much so that she was throwing herself on the wall, throwing herself on the ground. I mean, striking and at the line like crazy. She lost her mind. So I ended up walking her out the back of the stall, around to the round pen, put her in the round pen, got to join up, put her back in the stall, and then came up here and did the show. And then the next day... I said, Chad, come down with me. I think that's where we left it was you had just done that when we did I just yeah. done that, yeah. yeah. And so I went, um, I said, Chad, you have to come down with me because I need somebody to make sure I'm okay. You know, like somebody this, to pick this, up the pieces after. Yeah, call the <laughs> just call 911. And then so I go to get her out of the stall and I was like, you know what? Turn on your camera and video this because this is going to be good because she is so crazy. I want her owners to see just how she is so they can see how far she comes. Because I was like, hey, North, we're going to laugh about this someday, honey. And she's trying to like murder herself <laughs> to not leave the stall. And so I put the halter on. And I'm like, Chad, okay, right there. Turn on the video. Ready? And I Go to pull her out of the stall, and she walked right up. <laughs> Son of a no, nothing is on video for <laughs> being a monster. And uh, yeah, so I just did a join up with her, and she's like, oh, "Okay, being with you is better than being away from you." So uh, I pick you, and so now she's been just amazing. And it was like after that, once she realized that her temper tantrums don't work, it was like. No, she was like, oh, okay. And so everything I've done with her, she has just eaten up like no problem since then. She's had saddle and she's had the bear and she's loaded and we've worked on tying. And at first she was like, mm, I don't like it. Oh, okay. And so her owners came to visit and, and take their, their lesson, their handling lesson. And I told them about the, 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 I told the wife and she's like, oh my God, honey, get over here and listen to what she said. And then I told the husband, he goes, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> So obviously done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. I told you she's good until she wasn't, and I was like, you did say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they told you this time. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. they're they're great. They're super great, and uh, but they're really happy with how she's going. So I don't know what they're going to do with her, but if she goes to the races, we'll all have to go cheer her on and watch her on TVG. Well, that's a, is it unusual that you get that you get them in before. You're, it's unusual you get them in before they go uh, to the races and then don't do well. You usually get them after. Yeah, and I get ones that do well too. It just you know if they're responsibly retired to the rescue yeah, or but, you know, know whatever. What I, mean. I was just. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, this is the first yearling that I've had come in for training, and and that goes to show you just how bad she was. <laughs> and they're like, let's send this one to a trainer, even though she can't ride her. Let's have her teach her all the things. Yeah. <laughs> so like getting learned... from the stall to the track without killing somebody. Just getting yeah. out of the stall yeah. was the first. <laughs> Challenge. But Monty used to do that. I mean, Monty used to br – he was brought in to help uh, racehorses before they raced. Oh, yeah. When they had this he's, kind of problem, you know? He starts yeah. a, a lot of them and, yeah. and still does. He still goes over twice a year and starts yearlings and two-year-olds for the Queen of England. So, you know, there's a there's a market for it. It's just not usually my market. Well, you know, when he retires, are you next to the Queen? You know, she hasn't set up anything yet with me, called? so <laughs> okay, <laughs> she hasn't well, called. You need to tell Monty to recommend you. Uh, give, uh, give her a letter of recommendation. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> 
Well, as we mentioned last week, Eagle Equine is our new title sponsor for Mondays. You may have heard of their amazing MagnaGuard gastric support product. MagnaGuard helps... Oh my helps... God, the commercial. I see it all the time <laughs> on Facebook. Yes. And it's the commercial. The video. The, the guy who's dressed up as a horse and he goes yes. into the trailer and is having like... <laughs> like <laughs> problems yes. and that's supposed to depict your horse. You know, it's so funny. They're if, great. If, yeah. Check out Magna Guard's Facebook page because they have uh, all those videos posted. There's several of them. What helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. Magna Guard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium is a natural calmer and it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows your horse to relax. It contains important trace minerals and it's all natural and can be fed continually without negative side effects or testing. Uh, Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. Discount code. We have one. You can use it when you buy their products on your first order. You get 15% off. Just put in HRN, and it gets you 15% off in the coupon code section at eagleequine.com. That's a one-time use, so make sure you place a big order your first one. All of their products come with a money-back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, you can contact them for a full refund and definitely go over to their uh, Facebook page. Just search for Eagle Equine and you'll find all the videos. It's very funny. The guy that gets, they get to play the horse is good. (laughs) It's good. They're they're very funny. All right. Thank you for Eagle Equine for joining us here on Mondays. But next is our Equiderma guest of the week. And we have a bit of a twist with this one. Well, our Equiderma guest of the week, as I said, does have a bit of a twist. And that twist is normally Equiderma sends us their brand ambassadors. Those are people that love the products and are out there telling everybody about the Equiderma products and how great they are. And then they make wonderful interviews for us. We've had some of the best interviews. But today, there's a bit of a twist. And we have Rachel Briggs on here. And Rachel, first of all, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be on. Tell us how you heard about Equiderma in the first place. So I actually heard about Equiderma because of Horses in the Morning. I really love hearing about products that horse people use. Um, I don't like going to the feed store and just picking a product. You're going to spend 20 bucks on whatever it is, and who knows if it even works. Um, So I tried Equiderma out, loved it, applied to be a brand ambassador because of the show, and I've uh, been using the product ever since. There's full circle for you, Jamie. Love it. <laughs> first of all, one, she believed us. There's the first step. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is fantastic because, you know, sometimes they provide guests that have never heard of the show. Here you heard about them from us. So I think it's, it's just a great, uh, it's a great circle of events. And you said that you've been listening for about three years, right? Yeah, I have. I actually started looking for podcasts because of my job. Um, I uh, do a lot of driving with sales, um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and having a daily horse podcast to listen to is invaluable. (laughs) Well, good. What kind of sales, can I ask? Yeah, I work in corrugated packaging, so um, if anyone follows me on Instagram, my name, my handle is Cardboard Cowgirl, uh, because my boring day job um, is selling cardboard packaging, anything from normal Amazon boxes to like little Debbie displays you see in Walmart. So I work with a lot of different industries and uh, I do a lot of driving. Okay. You're the first cardboard salesperson I've ever met, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, here I am. <laughs> and Somebody's do... got to do it, Glenn. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. and you probably had a record year last year. They were shipping a lot of boxes last year. It is wild right now, y'all. It is nuts with uh, the paper supply being so tight right now. Yes, it is crazy. (laughs) Now, I want to give back to something I read in your bio, because I've been there many times. And I don't know if this was the one in Tennessee or not, but I've been to Dolly Parton. Okay, I've been to, uh, you go to Pigeon Forge, and one of the things you have to do if you're a horse person when you're there is Dolly Parton Stampede. And you used to work there as uh, riding? Yep, I did all through college. Um, I had to find a job because... My parents weren't going to pay my way through college. And I was like, well, what better job than to get one riding horses um, through college? So I worked there for almost five years as a rider and performer. Um, and I met my husband there. And it was a fun season of life. Wow. So w- what kind of riding did you do? I d- you know, were you doing tricks? What kind of riding were you doing? Yeah. So I did just all of the basic riding acts. And then when you're a performer there, you have to do all everything. So you had to learn to dance. Um, I did not know how to dance prior to that. Um, <laughs> but I did learn to do that there. And. Um, I did some of the different stuff, but I didn't do any of the specialty stuff. I didn't Roman ride or trick ride. And was your horseman or husband a rider 
That's how you met him? Yep, he is a writer. That's how we met. He was a writer and trip roper, and then he kind of moved on to do marketing for the company um, while I stayed a writer through school. Um, and then when I graduated, I got my big girl job, and he uh, grew through the company. So that's where we were at with that company. Oh, wow. Well, that's fantastic. That's cool that you met there. Uh, and it, yeah. it's still open, right? Isn't it still open? Yeah, it's still open. They're still doing multiple shows a day. Uh, my husband still works in tourism in the area, so we are in the Pigeon Forge area. Um, but yeah, they're rocking and rolling still. Yeah, if you do get to Pigeon Forge, you get to Gatlinburg area and the mountains there, you definitely have to go to Dolly Parton Stampede. It's just fun. I have a very funny it story, but I'm not allowed to tell it because it's embarrassing for my wife and I'll be divorced. So, and it involves us oh, being... No. You probably know it involves us being picked to go down uh, into the arena to participate in something. And let's just oh, say yeah. it didn't go well. <laughs> so, so. Oh, I hope it was a stick horse race. <laughs> let's just say it didn't go well. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that so I can stay married. So so what kind of horses do you have? I have a, just a little quarter horse gelding right now. He's just doing ranch versatility stuff with me. Oh, cool. Well, tell us about ranch versatility. There's something we don't talk about too often. Yeah. So actually, I grew up kind of doing all around her. And if I had been, if ranch versatility had been around when I was younger, that's probably what I would have done. I love how natural it is, how these horses have been bred for decades. These cow horses that are just so athletic. And I mean, I have a young horse right now. He's a four-year-old. And um, my bottom is a two-year-old. And he is just athletic as all get out um, and he's very fun he's very tolerant i've done a lot of trail obstacle stuff with him roped off of him tracked a dummy um so he's been a fun one for me to learn that kind of stuff on and kind of learn together um, but i learned a lot of that more i grew up like i said all around i, I grew up doing western pleasure and horsemanship and trail some hunter under saddle and then i went to dixie and that was kind of the first time i went fast and i was like well this could be kind of fun and we got to do <laughs> some different stuff like that um and when I got out and finally got to own my own horse, because growing up, my parents weren't horse people. I could lease some really incredible horses. I got jobs working with horses, but I never got to own a horse until now as my <laughs> adulthood. So I finally owned my own horse, and I got to decide what I wanted to do with them, and it's, it's been a fun, fun journey. What kind of uh, things do you do in ranch uh, versatility? Yeah, so with him, I've been doing the ranch reining stuff. There's different pattern work. Um, you do some trail pattern work as well as, some roping and some boxing, tracking um, cattle and sorting cattle, things like that. Um, so it's kind of a step down from like a reined cow horse situation um, where you get to do a little bit of the elements of reining, a little bit, bit of elements from the cutting, um, as well as some roping and things like that. Um, so you get a, a little taste of it all a little bit. And you live in an area that has, uh, up there in uh, mountains, you live in an area that has some absolutely beautiful trail riding. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous out here. You, <laughs> If you can't find a trail to ride, you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jamie mentioned she's heading to Colorado, which is the mountains on the other side where there's some gorgeous trail riding. Right. And, and I hope you get to do that when you're out with Betty Faye, because she took Jennifer out there, Jamie. So you get to do that in the Rockies, and then sometimes you get to co come over and do it in the Smokies. You can go visit Rachel, and she'll take you out in the Smokies. Yeah, right. please, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So um, did... Do you have children, and did they get into horses? I don't have any. We don't have any kids yet. My husband and I just bought a farm. We're first-generation farm owners. Um, we're still pretty young, so we're enjoying our traveling and our side business right now, and hopefully we'll have kids in the next couple of years. But right now it's just us. We're enjoying ourselves and our animals. Well, good. Well, congratulations on all of that. And I think it's so cool that you met where you did. So tell us yeah. about what you like about Equiderma. You tried it because we recommended it. Which products do you love? Oh, man. <laughs> it's hard to choose one. I absolutely love the fly spray. Uh, my husband, if you ask him what his favorite product is, it's the fly spray. He loves the smell of it. Um, and it works. That's the biggest thing. Uh, being in East Tennessee, we have some monster mosquitoes. Um, as well as some humid weather. So I really like, um, and mud, lots of mud. I really like the thrush stuff as well as the skin lotion too. Those are like my three go-tos. We use this skin lotion here for scratches too because Scooter's outside all the time. He's in a dry lot. It's been raining 24 hours a day for the last two months. So he gets scratches and we use that. And this year has been the best year we've had with him. And the scratches have been almost non-existent. We just use it like once a week and it seems to just take care of it. I do love a lot of the products as well, so you can't go wrong with anything from Equiderma. And uh, we do appreciate you coming on, Rachel. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. It's Equiderma.com. You can go and check out all their awesome products there.
if you want to follow me or our side business, you can like our page on Facebook, Southeastern Cowboy Network. Follow us on Instagram. Or if you want to follow me directly, it's Cardboard Cowgirl on Instagram. Cardboard Cowgirl. Did you have one made, a life-size one? (laughs) No, I haven't. I should, shouldn't I? (laughs) Yes, you should. You know what, though? You've given yourself a brand with the Cardboard Cowgirl. And if you decide to leave your job, you got to figure something out that's relatively close. I know. Then what? Then what? (laughs) You're in trouble. You're selling cardboard for life. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. Thanks a bunch, Rachel. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, there are so many problems that our listeners have and our auditors love to share with us and with you the problems that they do have with their equestrian first worldness. Um, (laughs) Now, I put a post on the Facebook page for the auditors on Sunday night, sometimes Monday morning, and they fill in the blanks. So if you have equestrian first world problems and you think I want to share them with you, how do they become an auditor, Glenn? Go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And for as little as $3 a month, you can play along as well. There was actually somebody who asked on Facebook this morning, how do I submit my first world problem? You become an auditor and join the auditor's room. And you'll Did see. they submit one? Because I don't know. I haven't seen this. So here is the beginning of the list of all the problems. Remember, I can't get to all of them because Glenn makes me limit, you know, for time. <laughs> There's only uh, so many problems we can deal with in a day. Oh, my God. But it's shocking how many there are <laughs> every week that these people have. Uh, let's start with Ariel. So she says, this past weekend, I had a practice show with my gelding tux. And while packing, I realized all of my helmets are going to expire this December. So now I have to go shopping for new ones. <laughs> Mine are all expiring, July. too. Jennifer's yeah. theory is I haven't worn them that much. so But I think that's not the rule. I don't think that's the rule. No. It's five years. Yeah. Jillian says, I need to ride my young horse more but it's so easy and fun riding my seasoned horse. <laughs> yeah. But then your young one doesn't become seasoned until you actually ride that one. I can well. see that, though. I would do that. I'd be like, I'm just going to go easy today. <laughs> you ride the easy one or the hard one. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel you. Audra says, I bought a matching sheet and mid-weight blanket for my new gelding at 61% off. Side note, it's like it's free. Uh, <laughs> she said, that's only $60 each. But they're purple plaid. Oh, my God. Well, you'll find them in the field. (laughs) I am the queen of buying discount colors. And my warm blood that I had, and I competed all over the country with him, always had a big, giant purple blanket. I called him Barney because it was on clearance. (laughs) I would never pay retail. Uh, Let's move to Anna. Anna says, my COVID pony Potter, which, by the way, she adopted from me via Horse and Hound. My COVID pony Potter needed a few trainer rides last week, except for now he's doing so well for the students that I don't get to ride him. (laughs) Well, that's great. That's we're doing students already. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the one that he came and they, it's a funny story with him because he came and I was like, this doesn't look like a thoroughbred. He's like very Baroque look. Like he was like kind of like cresty necked and shorter and more compact and broader. And, but, and then the, the story with him was they sent him to training and then they went to enter him in his first race. And the people at the track were like, uh, looking at the papers and looking at the horse. And they were like, that's not the same horse. As oh the no. Yeah. And so they switched this, the cribs. There was this horse <laughs> That was in this field. These are massive breeders in Oklahoma. Didn't know what horse it was. So Picked we did one. a DNA test on it. <laughs> there, we did a DNA test on it, and it came back Andalusian thoroughbred cross. Wow. <laughs> so it turns out, so she's driving down to see, see this thoroughbred, and I'd call her, and I was like, oh, we have the DNA test results back. It's not a thoroughbred. It's an Andalusian cross. She was like, even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of better. So <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. So I think the teaser, I think the teaser pony is uh, got out. And uh, <laughs> so just funny story, you know, that stuff like that happens, I guess. So that's one of them. Anyway, side note, I'm, uh, I'm back. I'm derailed. Back to it. Megan says, my trainer gave me a bag of really nice, some brand new breeches and only one pair fit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carrie says, I have a client that bought a young, really fancy, super fun dressage horse that's in training with me, which is great. But like, sometimes she wants to ride him and then I don't get to ride him <laughs> on those days. <laughs> Don't you hate those clients that actually come out? (laughs) They come out, they're like, I actually want to ride this awesome horse that you have in training. Awesome. Uh, Carrie says, my two custom Maddie's pads were shipped like two weeks ago. And they still aren't here, and this is torture. (laughs) Shipping. It's a problem. Uh, Holly says, "I I went to the Pendleton Whiskey Music Festival. Which, by the way, the only whiskey I will drink is Pendleton. Pendleton is as a horse on the label. <laughs> I went to the Pendleton Whiskey Music Fest and I saw Clay Walker, Cole Swindell, and Toby Keith over the weekend last minute. And I yelled so loud to whiskey for my men and beer for my horses that now I have a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whiskey you know, we're doing a bourbon testing in Lexington, right? Horses. Yes. <laughs> and you have to represent. I'm counting on you. I don't do bourbon. Well, we're gonna both really cool. We'll just, we'll just guzzle it. We'll just do it. So I, I, I've told Abby about the, how to how to do this. Um, so when you're sitting at a bar and somebody gives you a shot, I, this is the education that I give to the youth of America, <laughs> is if somebody gives you a shot, don't drink that. Don't drink that. Just do not. Because you don't know what's in it. You don't need to over drink. Like, shots are not a good, ever a good idea. Yeah. I don't care how seasoned you are at drinking. But you're sitting at the bar, and they hand you the shot. And when uh, you cheers, 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 and when everybody tips it back, dump it between your legs onto the floor, and then shoot it. And so you're drinking nothing <laughs> that nobody knows because you dumped it in between your knees, not into your crotch or anything. Nobody just notices the floor looks the like you peed everywhere because it's you've got... A, it's just a shot, Glenn. <laughs> nobody notices in a sticky bar when everybody else is drunk. That or I throw up directly behind me, but I got in trouble for that one time because somebody was walking by. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Courtney says, I'm going cross-country schooling. This is on the Tuesday. kind of education you get on this show. Quality. You're welcome. You should be a child in my house. Um, Courtney says, I'm going cross-country schooling on Tuesday, and I was remembered that the zipper on my vest was broken, and my husband told me to try to fix it before going out today to buy a new one, and I fixed it, and now I don't get a new vest! (laughs) I actually, my zipper broke on mine, and I was like, I need a new vest because the zipper's broken, so I bought a new one. And then I got, I realized that all it needed was like a little piece on it. And so I, now I have two vests. There you but go. Yes, wow. It's really old. So, you know. It like, probably has an expiration date like the helmet. That's what I thought, Glenn. It's 10 years old. You need <laughs> a right. new one. That's right. The foam has that. degraded now and you need a new one. Uh, Diane says the horses love the grass in their new pasture so much that now they only pick at their feed. Which I had that problem. Mine still come up like they, they're, they're in 15 acres of knee deep grass. And they're like every morning, they're like, where's the rest? <laughs> where's the good stuff? Sort us. We get more. Laura says, I need to order some stuff for the barn from Amazon. But my app isn't working right now and I can't buy anything. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if my Amazon app didn't work for real. Oh, my God. The I, drama. I may have placed an order or two this morning. I'm telling you, um, this whole camping trip is sponsored. Oh, by camping! Uh, camping's cost me a lot of money on Amazon. I went to the I went to one of the camping stores and I was like, "Oh my god, who they were charging like ten dollars for a bottle of uh, off?" I was like, "Amazon nine for ten dollars." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought almost all of our camper stuff on Amazon. Yeah, we don't you know support the small businesses, but like you know, I still can't spend. There's a not a dollars. lot of small camping stores around. It's true. Uh, Jenny said, I looked at one garden gnome on Marketplace, and now I get 50 ads for garden gnomes instead of the horse stuff I want to see. Speaking of, <laughs> I'm shopping. Uh, and you know, because we mentioned it and everybody's now listened to it, everybody's getting garden gnome ads now. Garden gnome. I want a garden gnome. Garden gnome. Hey, Alexa, show me garden gnome. <laughs> There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, two more. Kimberly says. Do you think this- garden gnomes are kind of creepy? I I wouldn't have one uh, in my. I yard think I'd rather my- have one of the jockeys than a garden. Yeah, gnome. for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I think I'll have neither. Um, <laughs> so Kimberly says, and this is very sad because I have a particular type of ch- chapstick lip balm that I really like. 
and it comes from Trader Joe's and it is my ultimate favorite lip balm. And when I go there, because it's an hour away, I hardly ever go, I buy like 20 of them. And so I've I got down to like the last couple. So I feel your pain, Kim, because she says, I am down to the tiniest bit of my heels down unicorn smooches lip balm. <laughs> when I try to get some more out, you know, you stick your finger down in there and you try to like scoop it out with your fingernail. Uh, when I tried to get some more out, it fell onto my tack room floor. I picked it up and it had horsehair all in it. Oh, and I put yuck. it on and all the horsehair was stuck to my lips, even though it's not shedding season. <laughs> Your girl, it might be time to order some more, not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> and I know a lot, you, a lot of you love the KPP uh, lip balm that they yeah, hand out. Right. Well, I will say they're sending us some to hand out at all the meetups. So, oh, well, then there's a reason to go. We're going to have the lip balm you all seem to love. So I can't even like say that I, I, I used it so fast and I only had one. So well, I'll make sure you get a stash when we're in Lexington. Perfect. <laughs> Final one. And you'll appreciate this one, Glenn, because this is from Sarah and she's talking about her husband. My husband, who is not just a horse husband, but is also a horse person, got off work early came home and fed all of the horses and did all of the outside work. And he was so happy that he was able to do that for me because I'm the one who does it every single day. But then I had to spend the whole evening in the house cooking dinner and like spending quality time together. <laughs> Which we all know you hate. So, <laughs> Oh my God, I don't know what I would do if somebody did up my barn chores. What am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> it's like people that have don't have dogs. I'm like, what do you do with your day if you don't have a dog? Like, I, I understand people don't have a dog, but if like, you don't have a dog, like, what do you do? I got to tell you, it's been kind of liberating not having a dog. When we go away, we don't have to think about it. There's just you no know what? dog. You should be ashamed care. of yourself. It's been kind of liberating. I'm no hard to get a dog again. Oh, it's been kind of nice. You go away for the day and the horses eat. You know, they are out uh, of the Alexa, grass. show me dogs for adoption. <laughs> Alexa, greyhound. How's that? Do you have an Alexa? Hopefully. <laughs> and we've now woken up Alexa two, three times during this show, and that's going to make everybody very Alexa, angry. garden gnome. Go back to the garden gnome, Alexa. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, Deanne, who's back with us from Horse Nation. We haven't seen her in a while. We haven't seen her ever, really. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Radio. Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Hello, friend Deanne. I just want to say before we go anywhere, it's been a while since we've talked, and I want to thank you for my award-winning prizes from Smart Pack that I got winning the photo contest. I never get to win anything because I just give some away, and I want something from Horse Nation. I'm so excited, and it's awesome. And I wear those boots every day, all the time. Just oh, so that's you know. so good to hear. I. I love that you led with that because I was like, oh, I haven't talked to them for a while. I need to tell Jamie, congratulations. Yay! <laughs> so, it was so fun. It, it was the Mud Madness giveaway, Glenn, and the muddiest horse won. And and uh, it was an online vote. So thanks to all the listeners who voted for me. While this horse wasn't actually muddy, she was just laying in the pond. <laughs> so you can <laughs> see what was going to happen after. And she was laying there with her eyes closed, like just like the zen horse in a pond kind of moment that I captured. And uh, it was awesome. So well, I love and, it. And Deanne, she's been whining for 10 years, nonstop, endlessly. I've had to listen to her whine about not being eligible win any prizes and we've given away oh, probably sixty thousand dollars worth of prizes on this show well so it's all void now thank you deanne she stopped you're, whining you're welcome the benefit <laughs> of some partnerships huh yes thank <laughs> you <laughs> it's awesome now first of all let's go over the fact that your house burned down a while ago and it wasn't even the fire that destroyed it it was more the water hoses coming into the house that destroyed your house and officially you're back in your house I am. As of Wednesday, we the moving trucks were there, so our house is literally just rooms of boxes right now. Um, so on one hand, it's great to be back in, but on the other hand, like it's not just like the boxes of stuff we've been living with for the past year. It's also the boxes of stuff that were stacked in the garage um, that we didn't touch for the last year. So like the house fire was on June 30th of 2020. So it's been like a year and two weeks since we were in. And so we are now unearthing all of the things that 
we didn't need, quite frankly, because clearly we've lived this long without them. And I was very tempted just to ship them to Goodwill. But then, like, you know, we unearthed Great Aunt Marnie's China from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Which you'll never use in your entire life. But, like, would have been sad had it gone away, right? So, I mean, yes, we're back in. No, you would not have been sad. You didn't even remember it was in there. You're right. I wouldn't have been sad. But now that I know it's there, I, like, am sad for what could have been. All right, can we discuss China? We have the China that was given down, too. And it's very expensive China. And it's in boxes. We've never gotten it out of the boxes because you can't use the China because it's $100 a plate. And if you break a plate, then you feel guilty about the China you've never seen in 10 years. I told you what to call, like, if that china was in my house and it was $100 a plate, here's what I would call it. Sold! <laughs> it would be gone. I've now, had a couple of times where I've, like, used my wedding china just to, to say I've used it. Yeah. But by a couple of times, I mean literally two. <laughs> I did not register for China when I got married. I thought it was a, a hilarious joke. And my mother-in-law constantly goes, do you want this one? I'm like, no, I don't want any of your crap. I don't want it. I've just got plates from Target and I'm fine with it. Yeah, so, because if you can break the Target plates and don't feel guilty about I don't it care. at all. Yeah. Well, except that you buy them from Target and they're Corel, so you like practically can't break them. Actually. <laughs> That's, right. That's true too. Exactly. But, no, I did. I went through the same thing when I was getting married. My mother and I was like, I don't need China. Like that's dumb. And my mother-in-law was like, No, no, no. You have to register for China. And so I registered for China, and it sits in its vinyl holders in the buffet. Is what it does. So yes. we obviously are not the demographic for China because there must be a demographic for people who actually want China. But I don't think horse people are that demographic. Yes. Do you know We're the Demographic, Glenn, here, it's 65 to 90. That's the demographic that wants China. Well, and I even, I laugh at, like, the way my, even, like, my tastes have changed the more involved with horses I've become over the years. Like, I remember when I first got married, and I would be like, oh, I want this piece of jewelry for, like, this special occasion, blah, blah, blah. And, like, my brother and sister-in-law just had their, I think, 10th anniversary, and he got her this beautiful diamond necklace from, like, a goldsmith that we know who's made all of our wedding rings, blah, blah, blah. And for half a second, I went, oh, wow, that's beautiful. I would really like what... And I went, no, I don't. I want hay. Like, buy me hay. <laughs> I want and I, hay. And I'm not, I wasn't even trying to be like, oh, look at me. I'm such a cool horse girl. I want hay, not jewelry. But, like, no, literally, I want you to buy me hay or, like, a bigger truck. Like, <laughs> Ian, I, I got to tell you guys a, a little story about my husband. So he golfs at this country club. And my son's school is right next to the country club. So I was driving. I have a little tiny, like, beetle convertible. It's, like, 10 years old. And it's it's old and it's kind of like it's just a mess but i love it it's a beetle convertible and i was driving down the street to go get my son from school and there, lo and behold my husband is is playing the hole that's right next to the road so i like honked as i went by and he's out there with all his friends and he's like honk honk and i drive on everybody waves you know whatever and so i guess the guys after that was like is that your wife she drives a beetle and she he was like yes how cool is my wife her dream car was an old beetle convertible. And they're like, oh my God, your wife is so low maintenance. And Chad comes home and tells me that story. And I was like, really? Low maintenance. Did you tell them that I own nine horses? <laughs> I was like, give me some hay. <laughs> exactly. Low maintenance. I am not low maintenance. Let me tell you who's low maintenance. Somebody doesn't have nine horses. We got one right. fancy car. <laughs> right. So I get it. I get it, girl. Now, I do say that I lived in a little tiny home. We kept all of our stuff in boxes, and I told Chad the same thing. I was like, just get rid of it. If we don't use it in a year, we don't need it. And I did open it up and find some kind of cool stuff. But for the most part, all the boxes just left because I was like, and I don't need. As I'm slowly unpacking, like, I swear we're on, like, the fourth purge because the first purge was when the house caught on fire and things were being boxed up. The second purge was when stuff got delivered back to our house and then the third purge i feel like i went back through the boxes and got rid of more things and now here they are like i think as i was packing and now they're being they've been delivered to my back to my house and i'm unpacking them and every single thing i'm like why did i keep this like this is this is real dumb <laughs> yeah how did this pass three purges you know i, I, I gotta tell you dan nobody needs a third crock pot okay just get rid of it okay so Funny that you say that because I actually just sent the third Instapot over to my. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know you. I know you because you're me. 
Okay, in my defense, the house fire was on my husband's birthday, and I had bought him for his birthday, because we're romantic and sexy like this, a duo Instapot air fryer. Oh, we love ours. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh, we use the air fryer all the time. It's so good. Nobody needs three, Deanne. Nobody needs three. we ended up accidentally with three, because then when we got moved into the other house after the fire, my in-laws were like, oh, we have this extra Instapot until your stuff gets delivered. You can borrow it. (laughs) I'm going to send that back over there, Mob. Thanks. Hey, before we run out of time, let's do cover something that you guys posted on Horse Nation. And I I love, it's like uh, just the, I love the, the lists that you guys do, and they have the photos attached. And this is the 10 truths that every equestrian knows and and you don't need three crock pots yes (laughs) nobody needs three crock pots people nobody needs two really and i hardly use my one so you know do what you will um but the first one you guys posted was it's the little thing that that count um and you have a picture of a muck fork that's missing a tine and i don't think that in life i mean again i'm pretty high maintenance but I don't think there's anything that irritates me more than a muck fork that's missing a tine. Well, and you know how when you like when it first when you when it either first breaks off and you see it or you notice that it's gone, you're like, oh, like it's fine, like because you forget, even though it's happened to you before. Like in the back of your mind, I feel like there's this like tickle that's like, oh, this is gonna be a pain in my butt. But you're like, no, 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 I can like I can muck with the poop on the right side of the muck fork and it'll be fine. That's a lie. You absolutely cannot do that, <laughs> and the poop will always fall through. A missing tine. Is the if the picture? Exa- I'm not poking the cat. The cat was standing there while I was trying to take the picture. The cat probably wanted to be scratched. I with thought you were scooping the cat. I thought. <laughs> well, I should have. She would have let me. <laughs> no, the 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 a missing tine is the exact size of a fecal ball. Just it fits is. right through the perfect. Now, for those who don't know, Deanna, I'm gonna change your life if you don't know about him. But EquityMFG.com. They don't break. I have had mine for over 10 years, Ooh. and they do oh, no, they never not break. break. Now, you're going to so pay more. It's going to cost you more, but you're going to have them forever. Forever. You pay You pay for it one time, and the shipping is crazy right now, but it's totally worth it. At the end, I'll, I'm here to change your life. Oh, this might do it. Now, I did just go buy a couple of these pink cheap ones from Tractor Supply. Well, that's right. They'll break in a week, and you'll be ordering no, the good so ones. fine, so I'll have them for Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I have two. Equity. Just I literally have not had a broken fork in 10 years since they started no. advertising. They don't okay. break. There's no. videos online of this guy hammering them like into the ground and slamming them around and hitting things with it. And they're totally I've wrong. run mine over that with the gator. Phone. I've run yeah. it over. <laughs> so. yeah. 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 Okay. Next thing. Um, and, oh, my God. After it rains here, the first thing that I do is drag my arena. and And it's like a giant Zen garden. Is what I I treat my arena as because when I drag it, I get the perfect like swooshes and all this. Like if I mowed mowed the lawn, it would look like a crisscross mess. But in my arena, it has to be perfect. And that's number two on this list, which is very few things in life are as satisfying as a freshly raked arena. And it's true. That isn't my picture, but because my arena is small and indoors, so the picture... Nobody's looks like that. I mean... (laughs) But I know. I just was like, it's every time I do the arena, I'm like, nobody walk on it. Yeah, get dog. I tell my dogs, I'm like, you get out. Don't do it. You get out. Don't put your puppy prints in here. Yeah, it's the same thing. It only lasts for a minute, but it feels so good. Now, number four, Glenn, you've never had this problem, but hay in the bra is possibly one of the most torturing things you could do to a horse girl. Well, and I, I always think I said this in the, in the piece, I always think I'm like pretty well armed, you know, like I've got like my sports bra on and there's not much there anyway. So I strap them in and I put on my long sleeve shirt and it doesn't matter. You go no. to get, like, I love when you get out of the shower after a heyday and not H-E-Y heyday, like H-A-Y real heyday. We know. <laughs> and you're like, you look in the drain and it's, if you have long hair, the long hair, and then like pieces of hay. And I was like, well, there's no question about what I was doing today. I went to a 4th of July cookout at my mother-in-law's and I was sitting there while everybody's over the table and I, I felt a tickle and I, I just, because it's family and I'm me and I, I just plunged my hand down into what should be cleavage. It's not, but into my sports bra. And I just pulled out a couple pieces of hay and like, 
everybody was watching. <laughs> and you're like, like, hey, hey. <laughs> exactly. I think the other piece um, of clothing that we all have, male or female, that is it has hay all across the bottom and I can't get it out of shoes. Yes. I why yeah. I beat those shoes and I cannot get the hay out of those shoes. No, it's impossible. It's in there forever. Or I have a tendency in the summer, because I'm super cool like this, um, to take my muck boots and flip them down. <laughs> because I, I don't have, like, winter and summer muck boots. I just have, like, muck boots. You yeah. know, the, like, nice knee-high ones, because in mud season we have a lot of mud. But if it's hot out, I roll them, I just, like, flip them down so that I don't have neoprene all the way up to my knees. <laughs> and if I forget that I've done that, and it's a heyday, because... I forget that I've done that. There's just, it's, they're just, it's like I have hay padding in my shoes. Yes. You, you know, if you sold to China, you could get a summer pair of those boots. <laughs> <laughs> Way to tie it together there, Glenn. Now, number six, there are three horse people that, a per, uh, there are three people a horse person needs in their life, and nothing is more true than a good vet, a good farrier, and a good hay supplier. There's nothing to add because it's true. Now, the last one, before we get out of here, uh, hoses will get left on. They just will. Especially if they're I, out in the field filling a bucket. God. 100%. 100%. And I I have to, I meant to link to it in this article, and I think I just didn't remember, <laughs> was I had a reader, like, send in a hack that I posted a couple years ago that was, like, how she remembers to turn them off. And she, like, wears this, like, timer around her neck that she sets, and it goes off, so she'll go out and remember to do the hose, which is genius. Absolutely genius. But I know me, and I know that that level of forethought is just not okay. Deanne, I've changed your life once on the show today, and I'm going to change it again. Oh, two life-changing moments in one day. All right, I want you to get a pen. I you enough. Okay, <laughs> you know those like those uh. It's like a key ring, or it's like a squiggly, stretchy like thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it's like a stretch. You can buy them for your ponytail holder, something like that. Get a scrunchie, something like that. You take it and you put it on the spigot, okay, where you turn the ho- on the hose bib. And so you go to turn the hose on, and you take that scrunchie and you put it on your wrist. And then you're walking around and you look at the scrunchie, and go crap! I left the water on, and you can run back and turn the water off. And then you take the scrunchie off of your wrist and you put it back on the hose bib you have a lot of faith in my ability to notice what's on my wrist or to remember why we put it there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but see if it's huge and obnoxious you will remember it so get a big giant something i I don't know i'm just telling you that is a listener told me about it and i believe it's matt and and it's changed my life. Now the problem is that my hose bibs are in the sun. And so eventually they degraded. So now I need to get more. And so I keep leaving the water on again. It's like, how? Okay. <laughs> but point is, that's a, that's a life-changing. You're, uh, everybody listening, here you go. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, I, will have You're to, welcome. I will have to institute that. And I have a nine-year-old. So I've got a number of extra scrunchies lying around the house. Big, obnoxious, fluorescent pink ones, okay? Yeah. That's what you need. Um, hey, Deanne, Deanne before, before you go, uh, Jamie, I, I need to plug something here. Go, go, go. It's, I'm, a, I'm done. it's, it's our day for plugging Roadshow stuff. And Yay. I found out this morning that you're probably going to have an opportunity, all of you that want to meet Deanne. Uh, you're you're uh, signed up and going to be coming to the Gibsonia, uh, Western I Pennsylvania, right? You- when you emailed me, you were like, oh, by the way, I hope you can join us. And I'm like, in typical me fashion, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, maybe. And I, if you know, like, we'll see how far of a drive it is, because I'm like, grumpy and non... Yeah, uh, we don't leave our houses, it's fine. Yeah, essentially. So I I click on it, and I was like, oh, it's literally like 10 minutes from me. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, and some of the listeners knew that, and they wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I am going to beg a bit of a of forgiveness on this one. I wasn't just being a jerk. Like, sometimes I'm just a jerk. But um, it was actually, I'm going to blame the move. And there have been a couple of other just, like, really busy things lately that have kept me excuses some of them we may be announcing soon so pay attention but so i so i like just it wasn't on my radar to check events so when you linked to it i was like yes this is great and you're allowed to bring the kids more the merrier we're nope. go- and this is on wednesday august the 18th it's in western pennsylvania in gibsonia it's at a restaurant called the clubhouse and you said it's a good restaurant right 
Uh, I said my kids love it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> good, good. Well, her kids love it. <laughs> Apparently she doesn't, but we're going to meet there anyway. Um, <laughs> no, the, good. the sandwiches are good. It's a fun place. It's like, um, they're not, it's a, it's, it's a fun, like, clubhouse type food restaurant like it's and it's got well that's what we were looking for we were looking for something we could be obnoxious and you know get away with it yeah it is absolutely that yeah good we didn't want fine dining so so, yeah we'll look forward to having if you want to learn more about it go to horseradionetwork.com click on the roadshow banner at the top of the page it's under pennsylvania and you'll find it there on august the 18th we're going to meet there and i get to meet you for the first time that's fun that'll be fun yeah, hey, time. edit out that part where I paused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Thanks, Jan. Fun restaurant. It's a fun, fun restaurant. Horsenation.com. You'll be with fun just people. It doesn't there. matter whether the food sucks. So that's right. <laughs> Just don't eat there. It's fun yeah. to get Yeah, <laughs> just have drinks. <laughs> <We're fine. laughs> I'm getting hate mail. <laughs> Bye, Deanne. Bye. And that is HorseNation.com. And she joins us, will be joining us on a more regular basis now that her life is getting back to semi-normal. Moving back into her new old house. That's well, awesome. and auditors, hang on. We're going to hang around for a few minutes and chat with you in the post show. We appreciate you all stopping by. You can find Jamie and all of her videos about training at Flyover Farm on Facebook. Just search Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor. That's the whole title. You can probably find it with Flyover Farm, Jamie. Um, but yeah, it's at Flyover Farm, Jamie. Anyway, and thank you, Glenn, tomorrow- for. All the things. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Endurance Day, and it's a very important Endurance Day here with Karen because it is a pre-Tevis Endurance Day because Tevis is next week. So, of course, Tevis is the, like, Super Bowl of endurance rides here in the United States, and she's going to have some Tevis competitors on, and that's what all the talk will be tomorrow. And then we'll be here the rest of the week with regular shows. So definitely tune in. Auditors, hold on. We'll be back right after this. Spay, neuter, geld.